kind of like wrestling. And uh, while I might not be a huge fan of the WWE and the other companies. AEW coming to TNT. Sure. Uh, there are those who definitely are, uh, and they are rabid about it, and that's that's your thing, and that's cool. There's um, there's drama and intrigue, and grown men buy into that kind of manufactured intrigue, yet accompanied by athleticism and a match that might be predetermined, but you don't know the outcome, so you're emotionally invested in who wins or loses. Is that a... Is that a fair assessment of what wrestling's all about? Uh, I found it to be somewhat condescending, but for the most part, yep. I tried my hardest to keep that above board. Okay, well, I mean, sorry, it's not just, my thing. Yeah, I, maybe I'm just defensive. Okay. Yeah, that was good. Because, I mean, you know, I might not like it, but I get why people do. Well, with radio, there's a certain element of that because for some reason, we, had, we have the same flair for the dramatic, I guess. And when you get personalities involved, they often rub up against each other, not in a fun, sexy kind of way, but in a in an ego kind of way. And to see how that plays out, sometimes on the same station, sometimes on different stations, can be very interesting. It can be ugly, i.e. me getting my face uh, beaten in by uh, Black Bean and the Monsters. We're now friends. Uh, and Or it can be comical. Uh, any number of uh, us versus whomever on this radio station throughout the years. Um, when it's real, it gets real interesting. For you listening, for us doing it, etc. So this morning, you know, let me let me backtrack. I used to golf with uh, with Shannon Burke, who used to be on this radio station back, way back in the day in Orlando when he first came to Orlando from Texas. He was a bar owner there, and uh, he was part of our regular foursome. Our uh, our program director uh, loved him; just uh, was a huge Burke guy, and uh, and he was part of our our regular foursome. So I got to know him pretty well, and I liked him. I thought he was uh, thought it was funny. Big personality, big hitter. Not you know he'd spray it all over the place, but man, when he'd get a hold of one, big Tex could uh, could hit the ball. <laughs> and um, he he was brought on, I think, on the AM station to do this uh, kind of uh, fire and brimstone AM conservative talk, which I found really weird because he wasn't that guy, and I and I never, I guess I never wanted to be one of those guys who has to manufacture opinions on the radio, and I I get it. There's certainly uh, an art to it uh, to be able to craft an opinion that you don't really believe in and to be able to sell it or even a persona that you don't believe in and be able to sell it. There's an art there, but I've always liked kind of authenticity on the radio and as transparent as it may make me look like a dick sometimes, I'm always me. And there are different elements of my personality, but when you hear Drew Garabo live, you hear Drew Garabo live. Um Things went sour uh, somewhere down the road, and then when um, when I'd been on at night for about 10 years in Orlando and there was an opening in the midday, um, I didn't campaign for it, which I should have, but I just felt like kind of someone would, would go, hey, Drew's been on at night for 10 years. Do, do we want to even talk about putting him in the midday? Um, that was I made a mistake there. I should have championed myself, but I've never been really good at that. And long story short, uh, they gave Shannon Burke the midday show, and uh, it burnt my ass because, A, I had already didn't care for him that much, and, B, uh, I felt passed over, and uh, I was more immature then than I am now, if you can imagine that, and I uh, I got butthurt over the whole thing. As fate would have it, I had another opportunity to cross town uh, to do mornings once Stern left uh, O-Rock 105.9, and uh, I got fired from real radio because my attitude sucked. And I did some, nah, yeah, long story. And uh, and so I went across town, served out my non-compete, which they they own you for three months. They can fire you, 
but for three months they can tell you that you can't work because they own your name. It's a very unique situation to be in as a, as a broadcaster, as a new father, and as an earner because you're telling me, you're, you're preventing me from making an income for my family by using my own name, but you fired me because you don't want me to broadcast on your stations anymore. Was that a contract that you signed? Yeah. Yeah, you had to. I mean, it's like uh, I said, I don't want this non-compete in my contract. They said, well, do you want to work here? That's why you got to have the agent. Well, I, even, I, don't, I don't even know that that would have worked because that was their policy. You had to have a th- at least a three-month non-compete. And they told me I was lucky to only have three months. So I, I didn't really understand that too much. I, it kind of burned my ass a little bit. And um, as a result, I kind of nuked the place on the way out. And when I went on uh, to do mornings at O-Rock, I'd take repeated shots at real radio, including uh, the Monsters and Shannon and all that. And I fully expect that I'm in the do not rehire list because I, you can't do that. Like, well, you can do that if you never want to go work for uh, iHeart again, the number one uh, media company. Uh, and by number one, I mean only in that they have the most stations. I wouldn't say number one in that you'd want to work there, but I digress. They probably have me on a do not hire or do not rehire, and I have only myself to blame. I accept it fully. I acted like an immature brat, and they were well within their rights to send me packing and, and uh, tell me not to come back. If whatever happened, if something happened here and I found myself in need of another broadcasting job, I could conceivably see myself going to them and going, I don't know what you're doing in the wake of Jim Phillips leaving, but it's probably not working. So put me on in the afternoons and I could get you an audience. And they would probably say, no, thank you. You had a chance to work here for 10 years. You were a baby when you left and uh, we'd rather not rehire you. And then I would look myself in the mirror and I go, well, you really screwed up that opportunity, right? Well, so kind of the same thing happened when, uh, when, when Burke uh, got the ax from here. He, uh, he did similar things. In that he he trashed me, Mike, the radio station, John Brennan, our boss, pretty much everybody who would listen to him on Twitter and in person. As the fickle wheel of radio would have it, the station he's working for now got sold, and he they gave him a notice that he's going to be fired in like a month or something like that, right? And so, I guess he reached out to Mike Calta, our morning guy, in an effort to kind of uh, clear the air about some stuff. And Mike said, I only want to talk to you publicly so that there can be a record of what I say and what you say. A very shrewd and smart move by Mr. Calta, because if you have an audience listening, you can't fudge it, right? So I only heard like the last five to ten minutes, but I know I think they went live on live, which is uh, Mike's uh, show and, uh, and Shannon's show. And I, I found it very intriguing. That's like a steel cage match in the wrestling world, See, right? Thank you. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly what it is. Or hell in a cell, or uh, or something like a ladder. Ooh, maybe maybe a, an elimination chamber match. Yeah, or a ladder match, or uh, or something like uh, that. That's relevant. Money in the bank this weekend. I see what you did there. Oh, I, I didn't even know that. Is there a money in the bank this weekend? Yes, there is. That's where they put the suitcase with the dollars in it, and then you have to climb the ladder to get it, right? Well, I'd call it a briefcase, but suitcase. Okay, works. sorry, sorry, <laughs> an attaché. Yeah, uh, if you will. I'm just trying to show you. No, that yeah, I, you're down. I know some of your your world. Yeah, no, you you're in it so uh here then is some of the hell in a cell uh that took place this morning this is how things happen what was that the so warm you, line you go ahead and okay. go to it oh is he there now yeah yeah thank oh. you driver appreciate it i really gotta right. get on this panty thing yeah you should be wearing two pairs <laughs> it's mike calta mike how are you dude what's up Burke, how are you doing sir i'm doing well i'm doing well Everything good with you guys down there? How's uh, Galvin doing? Galvin, are you there? Yeah, I am. Good. Here in the market number 19, we're doing okay. How are things in market number four doing? (laughs) 
It's eight, actually, here. Oh, oh whatever. Yeah. So uh, uh, you, you claim that I, I called you for a, a professional reasons only because I respect you and, and I respect you. Well, you haven't been treating me very respectfully. I'm going to be honest. It's, 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 I don't dislike you, Shannon, and I, and I, don't, I wasn't calling I don't you to ambush you. you. Okay, but you did do a, a reasonable amount of backstabbing and crapping on me when you were fired from this station and put the blame on me and ran right to Bubba and said to him, oh, it's exactly like you said, Calta does this, and he ruins that, and he's got no talent, what? blah, blah, blah. Where did you hear this? But, uh, Shannon, you did it all. I heard it, and I see it all. I had it all on Twitter. You did it all on Twitter. I don't know if you're... I don't know what you're uh, into. Maybe you're, you're a foggy memories at night, but uh, I have, I've screen-caught them all. <laughs> My fucking memories at night. I, I don't know if you're smoking the weed or you're drinking the drink <laughs> or what you do, I but smoke the weed. I do and I drink. I do. I smoke weed and I drink. And that's yeah. great. I have no problem with either one of those. But I, I remember because you definitely wouldn't stop drinking after you accidentally discharged a firearm into the side of your wife's head, right? I mean, you'd surely keep on drinking because that's working out real well for you. I digress. I screen, you, you, you know how this business is. It's, no, it's, it's, I don't know. I know how these. I know how these. You can look that up. It's a news story. It really did happen. I'm not making that up. Old well, school baby radio people have to hate each other uh we yeah. fight we have radio wars I, I that's nonsense it's the people who are secure and confident in what they do you and i have always been cool when you were here i fought i fought with management here and i said this is a guy who did a great radio show in orlando he he did some stuff he mike is wrong sometimes he paid his penance and he's ready to come back and the and the things didn't work out here for a bunch of reasons. You weren't in the studio. You you were probably you know why I wasn't in the studio because I wasn't allowed in the studio because they thought I was some type of murderous rampage and kill every, everyone in there. Listen, you. Why would they think that, Shannon? It's not like you got in trouble for accidentally discharging your firearm into the side of your wife's face or anything. Have, so I had you to have to know. Studio. You have to know in 2018 or 17, whenever it was, that with corporate uh, radio and corporate people, that they have to go. You, you're a guy. This is a company that's a background check on everybody, and you're a guy who has a violent history. Do we think you're violent now? No. But yes. But what if one day I don't you have a snapped? Violent history. It was that was an accident. I don't have a violent history. That was an accident. Accidents do happen. We all make mistakes. No doubt. But wasn't it still a violent act? That wasn't a violent history. That's an accident. You know, we've recently, last couple of weeks, we've seen a lot of those gun going off in the middle of nowhere stories. So he was just, maybe he was ahead of his time. He was holding the gun to the dog's head. Oh, he was? He picked up his wife's dog and said, I'm going to shoot your dog in the side of the head when the gun discharged and ripped the side of his wife's face open. Someone knows the story better than I. That's the thing. Yeah, I don't know. The thing is, is that you were you were you were in trouble for it. You were blamed for it. He went to jail. He served jail time for it. So the right. day you come in here. No, I wasn't blamed for it. I took responsibility for it. I wasn't blamed for anything. Okay. I, I, I took responsibility. I wasn't blamed for anything. The day I, you I come in accident, here I, I, and you have another accident, then then this company gets sued for billions of dollars. So I, I get I, that. I, so I get that. That's, it that's, wasn't their fault. And and I think that they wanted to, and the fact that you weren't here worked against you, and and you were probably severely underpaid, as was the staff around I you, was. and it didn't work out. Yeah. But then you why blame? But then why crap on me? Why I don't crap recall on crapping on you, Mike. And if I did, I apologize. Uh, but you know, uh, I don't I don't recall specifically crapping on you. I'm sure I've said some things about you. Uh, I wasn't a very happy man. But but that, <laughs> you know, that, that, I, that's I not. Little contradiction there, Mary. I, I don't remember crapping on you, but I was not a very happy man, and I said things about you. Cool, though. Twenty-five thousand dollars in a home studio and uh, get fired a year later. But it, but that's not. But you say that like, hey, if I did, I'm sorry. But you did, and then you never okay. reach well, out to me. We've never talked since you left, and then the first thing you I did was crap on me. I, re 
I reached out to you yesterday. Uh, yesterday, I called yeah. you on your phone, left your message. That's after you went to Bubba's show and crapped on me and talked about how I was the evil one here and how I run everything here and how uh, this was all a ruse to get you off of his show. I mean, I hear everything. You know that. You knew while you were here. I hear everything. But I'm not, I have nothing... I have nothing against you, and I, I even wanted to take your okay. phone call, but I'm like, I feel like he's two-faced, and I can't take that first phone call without people hearing it because you'll develop that into something else. All right. Can, can we have a second phone call later today? Between well, you, you and I, I, and I an idea of what do we want to talk about. Okay. Uh, there, I see, there seems to be a bit of a barrier in my, you know, but the station I work for here in Atlanta has been sold to EMF, and then we're going to be out the air soon. Right. Uh, so obviously my agent's out hunting for a job. I've got some, uh, some great opportunities. Uh, but the, I, I hear of things going on in, inside Cox and uh, through my connections with various people that have worked at the corporate level of Fox, at Cox and somebody who works there now, that there's, there, quote, seems to be a barrier between Cox and I. So I, I, I called you, a guy. Do you know what, and, but do you not understand what that barrier might be? Have you t- taken a big dump on this place after you left? I don't. I don't think that I take a big dump on that place Shannon, after I left. Shannon, we are in. We are in. A, we were in a radio war, if you will. With now, yeah, and I, thanks now, a lot. I got caught up in the middle of all that crap. Yeah, but because you play both sides, be a man and pick a side. Okay, and and the thing <laughs> I is, am, I'm on my side. Who is out of the business now because he admitted cheating and is trying to blame other people on it? Okay, and you well, know, get back to my phone call to you and what the and what the reason was. So I called this guy at corporate, and he says, "I don't know if you, uh, any blacklist that you're on, but." They're up, uh, there seems to be a, a problem with the way you left the bone. And I said, the way I left the bone was John Brennan called me and fired me. That's how I left. I didn't want to leave. And then you proceeded to burn bridges, which you should not do in this business. All right. You know, well, yeah, but don't, that's your defeated. All right. That's uh, all right. Whatever. I'm not going to. What do you, I, what do you want? Be, do you want me to kiss your ass? No, not. Why would you kiss my ass? I don't hire anybody. I don't have anything <laughs> to do with that. You got a little bit of swagger over there, Calter. Come on. Listen, my swagger is the one that brought you in here the first time. I'm the one who said this guy had a great show. He deserves a second chance. He's a, he's a major FM talker, and that's where he should be hosting his own show. And then the minute things didn't go right, you immediately crapped on me. You didn't even give it time to get cold. You went right across the street, ran right back, and, and crapped on me. And that hurts. I, I, I take that personally. I, was just, I, didn't, I didn't go. I don't remember going on the Bubba show after I was fired from there because Bubba wasn't there. I was there. I was in Orlando. Yeah, I know, but you you called in on his show and then you began a tweet tirade. If you want, I'll send you the tweets later. And I couldn't believe it because I was like, I never did anything but be helpful to this guy. And immediately you blamed everything on me and began crapping on this. I mean, the truth is, Shannon, there's a lot of things that we found out afterwards after you left that look bad on you that you worked here. The people who worked bad with you at that time have said a lot of things about why that show didn't work and the blame was a lot on you. So I you. <laughs> You, you can well, they la- backstab me then. That's not backstabbing. That's <laughs> revealing the truth. That's dealing with a guy right. who who uh, allegedly had some problems he couldn't get over. Yeah. Okay, right, so listen, my my audience has no interest in this, and I know that yours does. But I'm up on a break, dude, and I, I you know I, if yeah. I backstab you, I backstab you. I apologize for backstabbing you. Okay, well, I, I'm glad, right. I, I appreciate that, and I'm glad we got to Listen, talk like I, two men. I have respect for I have I have I have respect for everyone in this business, and, and we're fortunate. Uh, I'm sure you'll agree that we can make livings doing this, uh, and so I don't I don't uh, I don't wish anyone harm. I don't want anyone to be unemployed. I don't want anyone to get fired. I hate it when I see each other people suing each other, uh, uh, and, and I'm glad you you called. I appreciate. Well, it. Well, I thank you for calling back. Can I call you back later? Yeah. Boy, it'd be a fly on the wall in that conversation, huh?
A little bit of intrigue, a little bit of drama. That's yeah, that's fascinating. Oh, right? Burke's coming back, baby. <laughs> don't even don't even start that because I saw somebody oh, on Twitter man. go, "Please don't bring him back." I'm like, I don't. I I hope you don't have to worry about that. You know what I? Who's on the hotline? Oh, it's uh, it's somebody for you. Well, well, who is it? Do you know? I uh, I do. Who? It's uh, it's Shannon Burke. Shannon Burke. Uh, first of all, I have to correct you due to some uh, contractual issues. Uh, it's Sharon. Uh, Sharon Burke. I thought I'd go with a name that's just as masculine as my old one. Oh, okay, sorry. Uh, Sharon uh, Burke is on our phone lines, guys. Not Shannon Burke. Sharon Burke is on our phone lines. Uh, well, Sharon, uh, why, why would you trash a radio station uh, after getting fired? I mean, that just doesn't seem like a smart thing to do, you know? Well, I wasn't. Uh, you know, you, you say I was trashing it, but... Uh, what I was doing was just giving my uh, my honest opinion that I felt that nobody there ever gave me a fair shake and uh, never uh, never received any direction on how to do my show. And if I did, it was awful, crappy direction. And uh, the fact that everybody there hated me and uh, I hated them, but uh, I didn't put a lot of work into my show. But I mean, if you consider that trashing, I guess you're sitting here some snowflake who probably voted for Hillary. <laughs> okay, Sharon. I I know a lot of people want to know uh, if you were brought back here, if you would bring back the very popular and well thought out bit, uh, Bug Trivia. Yeah, I wouldn't just uh, bring Bug Trivia back. I, I think the show would be called Bug Trivia, and it would be Bug Trivia every break. I mean, you'd be amazed. How much I know about cockroaches. Uh, <laughs> oh, I realize how that sounds. Well, sure. Okay. Uh, but Shannon, uh, you know, I'm sure you had some really good parts of your show that you really enjoyed here. Uh, uh, Shannon, what were those good parts of, of the show that you really, uh, you really liked while you were here at The Bone? Yes, thank you, Sharon. Uh, I have to say, uh, the best part of my show is still there. Uh, you know, it's, it's all Brother Kevin. I mean, the guy's, the guy's a comic genius, and I uh, probably uh, wouldn't have lasted as long as I did without SBK. I mean, I... Uh, what, are you saying I'm racist? Because, I mean, I'm not. I mean, like, so my friends are. They're racist bikers. But, I mean, I, I have black friends. I mean, I, I can't name them right now. But, I mean, I'm not racist because that's what you're getting at. <laughs> well, I mean, it's not. I wasn't, uh, wasn't saying uh, you, were, you were racist at all, Sharon Burke, actually. Uh, but what do you think about me? I mean, you know, you and I have had a weird Yeah, his- I, uh, you know, Joe, I, uh, I got to say, uh, my, my opinion of you is, uh, is basically based on uh, what you can do for me. You know, I mean, if you can get me hired there, of course, I love you, buddy. But, uh, you know, if you can't, then I'll continue to go back to uh, trash you and uh, wipe you off the bottom of my shoe. <laughs> awesome for a second. Uh, okay, Sharon, uh, you know, you got a lot of people in Tampa Bay listening to you right now. Is there uh, anything you want to say to them or anything? I mean, yeah, you know, I, I just want to say, uh, you know, a lot of people think uh, I should be held accountable for my past. Uh, you know, they say a violent action or whatever. I mean, what? What's violent about discharging a firearm to the side of the head of the woman you married? <laughs> I mean, who among us hasn't done that? So, you know, judge not, lest ye be judged, and, uh, you know, God forgives all. Okay. All right. Well, the take, take. Yeah, eat a fat dick, okay? <laughs> oh, 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 all right. Jeez, I didn't expect that ending. It was, it was going too well. God. 727 579 1025 and 800 771 1025. I miss him. He was always so nice to me. You're such a jerk. Drew Grabble Live. Hello. Who are you? Hey, hey, my name is Dean, man. Hey. When I hear this guy talk, all I hear is. Duh, 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 duh. I kind of hear the same thing. 727 579 1025 and 800 771 1025. An update from Mike who just texted me and said, still no call. There's been uh, there's been no call. I Well, I, I wouldn't call. <laughs> After it went that way this morning? Yeah. I think Mike was nice to say that he would pick up the phone if, right. if Shannon called him back. Yeah, that was, and, and that is super nice. And he would. I mean, like, you know. 
Mike would Mike would talk to him and uh, and and doesn't hate the dude. I think he's not going to lie to you on the air. He, uh, you know, it's a it's a very intriguing thing. Oh man, I just can't believe he called our show, Sharon Burke. Everybody, Drew Grab alive. Hello, who are you? Hey, Drew. It's Keith. Hey, Keith. What's up? We've had this conversation before, and you're oh. probably going to hang up on me. Should I just hang up now? But, then I mean, you're, you're really not. Well, just, uh, just give me, just give me a second. And let's mm. see if we can just uh, discuss this like men. All right. I've listened to you since the day you came back to the radio. Thank the you so much. Day. Do you remember what day that was? Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, God, it's got to be six years ago, seven years ago. Eight, but when uh, you came okay. back to the, the to the bone. You were working ten o'clock in the mornings because I was on my route and I would listen to you. Okay, you're one. You're one of the reasons why I quit smoking. But other thank than you. that, you're welcome, Emmy. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, when you first started back at the Bone, mm-hmm. you used to be very praiseworthy. Mm. Of yeah, bone. I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and cut you off right there. Let me expl- let me ex- no no. I just have to explain something to you. Okay. Um. Yep. I understand that there are allegiances. When it comes to radio, and you have yours, and I have mine. I respect your passion. I respect that you support a guy, and I'll never tell you who you should or should not support because it's completely up to you. All I can tell you now is what I told you the last time that you called, in that there are things that you don't know about that personally I have suffered at the hands of the person that you mentioned personally, not just professionally. Okay, okay. No, my man, my man, let me finish. Not just, right. not just professionally, but personally. That shaped the picture of who that is to me. I don't expect you to know it. I don't expect you to understand it. But I also don't expect you to hold me to the way I was then when things have drastically changed since then regarding things involving my family innocent members of my family who have nothing to do with me or my broadcasting career and how they were also affected because of that. Can you at least understand where I'm coming? Can you, can you at least understand? Can you at least understand where I'm coming from with what I just said? to you? 100%. 100%. I can understand things change over time. Thank you. People say things, people get misunderstood and I get it. There's no misunderstanding. Let's just be perfectly clear. There's no misunderstanding. Things were done with malice. Things were done with forethought. And things were intentionally done to hurt my son, to hurt his mother, to hurt people who had nothing to do with a stupid goddamn radio war. So if you want to hold your if you want to hold your alliance, you go right ahead, my dude. Absolutely not. You go Absolutely right ahead. Drew, I still listen to you today. Good. Thank you. It had nothing to do with that. Thank you. It has everything to Absolutely. do with that to me. And well, I want you to know that. Well, and I apologize. And I apologize. I I'm accept. man enough to apologize for not knowing the extenuating okay. circumstances. That, I accept. That preceded that. Pro- or yep. After that problem happened. I get it. I just. I just remembered from the beginning. And you're right. No, going. my man, you're right. I I was very grateful. I was very gracious. And because I was grateful, nothing had been done to me yet. But I think that Absolutely. you could understand and as I a man. I understand it now. If, if, thank I didn't you. understand it then. Thank you. And and believe me, my hands have been tied. I, I'm not, I, I'll probably get in trouble for what I've said already. 
but I just want you to know and anybody of your like mind who thinks that I'm ungrateful or who thinks that I'm some scumbag who doesn't appreciate every single person who's helped me along the way, you have to do a lot of bad crap for me to not be gracious to anyone who has helped me. And when you hurt my family, and when you hurt my family, you hurt me. So, you know, in the years and years and years that I've listened to you, this is the first time that you've ever explained any part of what happened. Not that you owed it to your fans. I do owe it to my fans. No, you're no, I do owe it to you, but I haven't been allowed to. I've been, I've had the tongue, I've had my tongue cut out of my mouth regarding this area. But because you asked today, then let me be the first one to apologize to you, Drew, because I did not know the circumstances outside of the beginning of. I, you know in what? In your face with Drew Garabo. Fully accept your apology, my dude. I don't expect you to know. It's been a frustrating thing for me not being able to say anything about it. I appreciate and very much the opportunity. I will never call you on that part again. I love to call your show, but Thank I you. will never call you on that again. I was, it was never explained to me. Yep, I get and that. And I just thought it was strange when it had happened. Sure. Fully but get I appreciate that. it, and I understand it now. Thank you. Thank you. That's what it's all about. Absolutely. Thank you, man. Absolutely. Thank you. You're welcome, buddy. Thank you. All right. Hopefully that helps you understand a little bit. Whew. 727-579-1025 and 800-771-1025. Drew Grabo live. Hello. Hey, Drew. That was pretty intense. Was, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, just, I don't know. Just, I, I don't even want to listen to Shannon Burke. He's so, he's a sociopath. He sounds like a liar. Every time he's talking, it just sounds like a lie and a lie. And, uh, I don't know. I just I, I think he's trying to get get himself back up in here, and I don't think it's a good thing. Agreed. Hi, Drew Grab Alive. How can I help you today? Drew. Yes. Listen, I wanted to let you know I listened to that show this morning. Yeah, it was awesome, after right? He said, "Yeah." After he said he, uh, uh, you can call me back. He Ooh. he uh, gave the bone number. You can call <laughs> me back at this number. <laughs> so because he said, hey, "I'm not talking to you without somebody listening." And uh, so that's the point I want to make. And that, well, I have one more, which is the uh, mental health issue. Uh, yeah, I've had my struggles too, but I would probably say over my lifetime, I've gone through uh, over two dozen uh, different uh, either psychiatrists or psychologists. And, uh, you know, you really got to, out of all of those, the one that was the best who said, you got to get out of your head and, uh, you know, stay out of your head. And most people just, uh, build up because they're thinking of something in the past that eats them so hard and, and hurt so bad. They just keep thinking of it. Yep. And everybody has that through their life. Sure. But um, now I'm to a point where uh, I, you learn as you get older, you learn and, uh, and get out of your head. That's, it's a good point. But yeah. anyway, that's all I got to say. Thank you. I put it on Twitter this morning from Leo Biscalia. Let go. Why do you cling to pain? There is nothing you can do about the wrongs of yesterday. It is not yours to judge. Why hold on to the very thing which keeps you from hope and love? Leo Biscalia. Good man. Yeah, I don't know too much about him. I just know his name, and I know he's associated with some really kick-ass quotes. Drew Garabo Live. Hello, who are you? This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.